At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. And Dan Leach in for the amazing Stormy Tony today. Great to see you. What a crazy weekend with the Open Championship and so much to get to here. We got kind of that weird period where you got the home run derby tonight, and then you got the All-Star game, uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game, coming up tomorrow. And then it's kind of, all right, what's going on for the next? I mean, there's WNBA action and do golf to get to, uh, but it's that one kind of rare period these days uh, where there's not much sports going on as that the second half of the baseball season starts. And before you know it, we are into football. We're going to be talking a lot about that today. Uh, we'll be talking with my man, uh, Sean Zarillo from the Action Network about the Home Run Derby coming up in just a little bit. And then later in the show, Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Talk a little NFC North, NFC East division odds. And as we get ready for the NFL, it just doesn't get any better. The ramp up, the excitement, the futures betting, the odds, the division, all that stuff. Uh, but let's start here with today's headline stories that have been ruminating in my mind throughout the day. And we'll start with the Open Championship. My man, Cam Smith, he was not on my tickets, uh, unfortunately, over the weekend. But I had him both times he won earlier this year. And he is he was unbelievable yesterday. And the, and the thing is, you know, did he take it from Rory? Did Rory blow it? Either way, Cam Smith's the best putter in the world. And he posted a bogey-free 8-under-64 uh, his second of the week, he was the first person ever in major history to have two 64s or better in the same major. 20 under, best you know finishing score in major history. Uh, and he got a 268, which, of course, took down Cam Young by a stroke in the end. Rory finished third. 
Uh, Cam Young had 65 on Sunday, including an eagle on the 18th, but it wasn't enough. And as I mentioned, Rory finished third. Smith did open up at around 18 to 1 to win it all. I saw him as high as 25, 28 to 1 at some times. And uh, for me, as I mentioned, I did not have him on my on my card. I I had three, four guys in the top 15, including Tommy Fleetwood, who just ran out of holes. You know, Fidal was the lowest guy that I had. Bryson DeChambeau, Tyrell Hatton. I mean, just not enough holes for those guys in the end. And then Shane Lowry actually had a big play on Shane Lowry for the top 10. And he looked like he was going to get there before Sunday's round. He actually went down to from 3-1 to one to plus 175. And unfortunately, he just could not get it going on Sunday. But what a, what a win for Cam Smith. The 150th Open Championship at the birthplace of golf. I mean, just watching it, you can feel the chills. And uh, hopefully Rory will get another chance to win it. It is what he calls the Holy Grail. He just could not drop putts yesterday. Cam Smith definitely deserved to win it. And as I mentioned, the best putter in the world. And Cam Smith is your open championship. And sadly now, majors are over. Of course, with the PGA being held in May, it used to be held in August. No majors again until the Masters next April. Let's move to some basketball here. ESPN's Woj says the Nets right now are focused on uh, trying to find a Kevin Durant deal and would be surprised, he said, if they did a Kyrie Irving trade before they figure out what Kevin Durant's future is. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant's next team odds are back up at DraftKings after taking a week off. The Nets now the favorite to be the Durant's uh, to be Durant's team. Obviously, it's his current team. They are minus one twenty. Suns plus two twenty five. Raptors four to one. Heat seven plus seven fifty. Warriors eight to one. Celts 14 to 1, and you go all the way down to the Bulls. I don't think there's any chance he's playing with DeRozan. That'd be awesome, though, at 40 to 1. And and the thing with Kevin Durant, I mean, and producer Stephanie brought up a great point for the show. Are they going to be able to find someone to mortgage the entire future of the of a franchise to bring in a guy that he's still obviously one of the best players in basketball, but he is aging. And how did it work out last year with, you know, the Nats before the, the Harden deal? Uh, the Harden trade, you know, having Kyrie Irving and having all these great players. I remember when they were the eighth seed and barely in the playoff race uh, and just trying to hang in there. They were still <laughs> the favorite, basically, to win the Eastern Conference, and I faded the heck out of them. I just don't believe the Nets in this current construction and the way they are right now, even with Durant, uh, really have a chance to be anything special in the Eastern Conference. But right now, it looks like Kevin Durant, you know, he's a favorite to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. We will stay tuned to that and see what happens. And as I mentioned, the MLB Home Run Derby is tonight. First day we haven't had baseball games, you know, since March, basically. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, there was a delay to the season, so a little later than that. We were supposed to have baseball games starting in March. And now we've got the Home Run Derby tonight. Pete Alonzo is the favorite as he goes for the three-peat beat, which my Pistons could do back in the bad boy days. Uh, but there's, you know, we're going to have a lot more on this in the next segment. But just here quickly are the odds to win the Home Run Derby. Pete Alonzo, the favorite at 2-1. to one. Schwarber, plus 330. Juan Soto, plus 550. Acuna Jr., plus 650. Julio Rodriguez, the youngster, 8-1. to one. Corey Seager, 10-1. to one. Jose Ramirez, 17-1. to one. And Fat Albert. Albert Pujols, probably his final ever Home Run Derby. He's the big underdog at 22-1. to one. Now, now, listen, as I mentioned, we're going to talk more about this uh, coming up in the next segment with Sean Zarillo. And I've got a feeling on the Derby, and I've got a couple plays that I mentioned on my Detroit CityCast earlier today. I'm going, I'll tell you this, I'm going against Pete Alonzo. Nothing against him. He's never lost a home run derby at any level. He's the back-to-back champion. He has a 10-point plan on how to win home run derbies. But to me, there's just no value in taking the favorite again. 
And what I like to try to do in these kind of situations is look at the bracket and get someone on the top of the bracket and someone on the bottom of the bracket. I have two selections myself. And, and for me tonight, that's Soto on one side of the bracket and, you know, just reportedly turned down that $440 million deal. Maybe he's going to get out there and have some extra motivation. And then on the bottom side of the bracket, I love the value with Julio Rodriguez at eight to one. I know at one point, I think he was nine or 10 to one and down to eight to one. So I'm trying to get, you know, at least to, you know, have a chance to have my two guys, you know, play each other in a potential final round. And that way I can't lose that's the way I'm looking at things right now. I just don't think there's any value in taking Pete Alonso at two to one. Does he have a great chance of winning? Yes, but you're getting two to one instead of five and a half to one with Soto. You know, eight to one with Rodriguez. I even like Acuna Jr. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not playing him, but the, the value is there at six plus six fifty. And you got to look how these matchups are going to go. Uh, you know, I think Alonso, if he wins his first round matchup, uh, and there is the value on Acuna Jr. I believe it's plus one sixty five or so right now. He's probably going to go to the final, but that's where he could lose in that first round. So you got to look for value. I mean, not go crazy. It's a home run derby. It's not like there's an incredible science to it uh, as far as the handicapping goes. But I do believe there's some value in Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez on different sides of the bracket. But Alonzo, definitely the odds-on favorite. Going for the three-peat. And since we're the halfway point of the Major League Baseball season, let's take a look at a few of the divisions that are still very up for grabs and very bettable. Uh, taking a look at the AL Central, of course, I'm here in Detroit in Motown, and the Twins look like they might have had a chance earlier to run away with the division. Of course, not so much because the Guardians have played much better. The White Sox somehow, even with Tony La Russa, they're still alive right now, but the Twins right now plus 110 to win the AL Central. Guardians two games back are plus 125. White Sox three, game back, three games back, and finally at 500. Uh, plus 450. My Tigers, th- 37 and 55. Bad first half for Detroit. They just spent Spencer Togelson down. Uh, injuries to Casey Mize and others. Not good. Uh, at least Mickey got his 3,000 hit. 500 to 1 for the Tigers and the Royals with Cheese, who are 20 under 500 and 13 back. 900 to 1. To, if I made a play right now, I, there's the way the Guardians have been playing, except against the Tigers when they swept them in a four game series a couple weeks ago. I just think they've got the pitching. They've got the offense, and they're playing good defense right now. That, to me, is where I would go. I can't trust the White Sox. The Twins have been in, in first basically much of the season. I love the Twins, but I just think that the Guardians are going to find a way to get the job done. So it's a small lean for me there with Cleveland. But, of course, the, the Twins are a solid play as well. You're just not getting much value at plus 110. NL East, this should be interesting between the Mets and the Braves. Mets minus 150 at 58 and 35. The Bravos, two and a half games back, 56 and 38 on the season so far. They are plus 150. The Phils, 49 to 33, eight and a half games back. Is there some value there with Philadelphia, who has at times looked like a really good baseball club? They're 25 to one. Of course, the Marlins and Nationals basically are relevant. 14 games back for the Marlins uh, at 300 to one. And the Nats, 1,000 to one. One of the worst teams in baseball, you know, record-wise they are, uh, but 31 and 63, 27 and a half games back on July 18th in their division. That is absurd. It should be like a million to one, not a thousand to one. Uh, but as far as this goes, I mean, the Braves to me are the play here at plus 150 as of now. Mets have obviously a great chance of winning this division, but the Phillies are the value play at 25 to one. Yeah, they're eight and a half back, but you can kind of you know, make some hay in that and a good month of baseball, cut it to two or three, and then you know what happens in September. So to me, the value play in the NL East is the Philadelphia Phillies. The NL Central, another two-team race, Brewers, 
Cardinals, the Brewers right now 50 and 43. They are minus 220, a big favor over the Cardinals, who are 50 and 44, and a half game back. I mean, look at the half game back with the Cardinals, yet the Brewers are minus 220. Pirates, Cubs, Reds, we're not even going to waste our time talking about them. Uh, but this is an interesting one because, you know, I love the Brewers. Like the Brewers have a great chance to go to the World Series. But laying 220 against a Cardinals team that at times has looked really, really special, and other times they can't score runs and the pitching has been a problem. But you're, I'm not laying 220 on the Brew Crew as much as I love them. The Cardinals right now, and this, this could change. Let's say St. Louis gets a nice start after the All-Star break, ends up taking the division lead. Plus 165 is some solid value for there, uh, you know, unless you have tickets on the Brewers from earlier in the season. As of, as of right now, that is the way I would go. I would go with the Cardinals uh, plus 165 because you're not laying 220 on the Brewers at this point. There's a chance for the Cardinals, obviously, to be able to make a move after the All-Star break, and then it's kind of a back-and-forth race the rest of the way, and I don't want to lay 220 on something like that because I believe the Cardinals have a really good chance to have a solid second half and snatch that division away from the Brewers. All right, let's take a look at the top stories for today. And as I mentioned, coming up next, we'll talk with my man Sean Zarillo from the Action Network. We're going to talk Major League Baseball home run derby, see if he likes where I'm going with my two picks and uh, who he likes overall with the home run derby coming up later tonight from La La Land at Dodger Stadium. Dan Leach in for Storybot and Tony here on My Guys in the Desert. You're watching VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teens, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, yours truly is in Detroit, war winning, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. 
Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. We got the home run derby tonight, the all-star game tomorrow, and my pleasure to welcome in Sean Zarillo from the Action Network. Sean, we it's kind of this weird time of the year, the second season of baseball. We'll get going later in the week, but for the next couple of days, we have, uh, you know, just uh, more of an exhibition-type feel, but some ways to make money, I would think. Yes, yeah, certainly. You know, I project out the All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby every year. It is more of an arduous process than just uploading my data model, you know, for your regular season games, your lines, your sure. totals. But I do have a method for using StatCast data to project out the Derby. And then I'm able to kind of creatively model, figure out pitcher usage, figure out starting and backup lineups for the All-Star Game. So I've got some angles on these, but not as deep, or I should say maybe a little bit deeper of a process in order to get there, but not as you know, confident in my ability to model these things because they are exhibitions as yeah, I am for a regular season game. Anybody that says they've got it like pegged, you know, they got a great system for the whole run derby. They're just being silly. But Sean, you obviously are on top of your game. Let's let's talk before we get into some props. I know that you're going to be betting on the home run derby, some picks for the first round and your winners. And I know you're going in a direction I just mentioned in the last segment. I'm betting against the back-to-back reigning champion hit 57 and 74. No derby, of course, in 2020 and 57 and 2019 and 74 and 2021. I guess 24 jacks this year. Pete Alonzo, I think the value I'm with you. I think the value's in Acuna in the first round because if Alonzo's going to lose, it's then. If he beats him in the first round, he probably goes to the finals. I like where your head's at. Yeah, Acuna, one of the two players that I like to win the derby along with Kyle Schwarber. You just look at the implied odds for their first round matchup. Acuna sitting out there just around 35 to 40% in terms of implied odds. Well, if you want to justify that plus 200 on Pete Alonzo to win the Derby, you need to assume that he's going to win each of the three rounds about 80% of the time. So there's almost no way that you can get to that plus 200 number. If I was to throw out the results from the past two years, didn't know anything regarding past performance in these derbies, I would actually, using my stack cast metrics, I would make the Alonzo versus Acuna matchup basically a coin flip. And you look at the way they matched up two years ago. Pete ended up walking off against him with a buzzer-beating home run. They were neck and neck across their matchup. So I'd be hard-pressed to put Alonzo past 55% here. I basically made this right around a coin flip, slightly favor Acuna in terms of the launch angle and the metrics, which most, most closely correlate to home run derby winners. But taking plus money in a coin flip, that's what I'm going to look to do with my matchup props. Definitely going to bet Ronald Acuna in that first round. And I also like his outright odds, closer to plus 750, plus 800. Yeah, I know you got another uh, matchup in the first round between Seager and Rodriguez. Right now, Rodriguez, the 16 minus 150, Seager plus 130. And is that another situation where you're looking at the plus money and trying to find the value in that instead of laying some negative money? Absolutely. Taking a plus money coin flip. You also look for Julio Rodriguez, too. Never played in Dodger Stadium. He's the only one in this group who has never even taken batting practice at Dodger Stadium until today. Jose Ramirez, I believe, has one game there, but at least he's been to the park before. He's also not using a professional pitching coach. He's using a friend as his pitcher for the Derby as well. So definitely want to take a shot against Rodriguez. I know there's a lot of upside with the guy. I love him. I have an AL Rookie of the Year future on him, which is doing well. But in terms of the Derby, coin flip matchup with Seager, who, by the way, used to play in that stadium extensively, definitely want the plus money there. Sean, before we get to some of your props on the Derby tonight, I wanted to see where you're at with my guy, Juan Soto. It turns out the $440 million, that's who I have an outright on, around 5.5 to 6 to 1. Am I being crazy, or could he kind of sneak in there? I'm not rooting against your guys, but let's say for some reason your guys don't win, could Soto be my guy? 
there's no reason why he shouldn't. When I ranked out all these guys, Jose Ramirez was last on the list in terms of how they correlated to Derby winners. He's a great hitter, Jose Ramirez, but more of a line drive hitter. Doesn't get as much lift under the ball. He's also on the smaller end, too. He'd probably be one of the smallest guys to ever win the home run derby. And Juan Soto in the past looked phenomenal in the derby. I mean, last year he gave all he could. So Juan Soto, definitely a guy who I think has massive potential. He ends up ranking highly in terms of the stack ass metrics. My one concern with him is that he's dealt with a knee injury throughout the year. I was actually surprised that he ended up going into the derby field himself. That's why Kyle Schwarber is my outright pick. I think he has the easiest path to the finals. In considering his side of the bracket, I would basically make him a 70% favorite over either Juan Soto or Jose Ramirez. So Kyle Schwarber to get to the finals is about a coin flip for me. That's why I like his outright odds. That's why I like some of his props as well. Yep, and you got to look how the bracket goes. So people don't even pay attention to that. You got to look and see guys on top, guys in the bottom half who could potentially play each other in the semis in the finals. Sean, let's talk about some of the props you got going. Obviously, you could bet on player totals for as far as home runs, who hits the longest home run. What are you looking at for some props tonight? Yeah, so the first, the two guys I mentioned for outright, Kyle Schwarber and Ronald Acuna Jr., plus 900 at MGM to reach the finals together. You don't need either one to win, just both to get to the finals together. I think that's tremendous value at 9-1 to one on those two. But in terms of Kyle Schwarber, he ranks very highly and basically leads this field of eight hitters in virtually every metric that I pulled in, about eight of the 11 metrics, looking at average hit speed, fly ball line drive velocity, max fly ball distance, barrel rate, barrels per plate appearance. Kyle Schwarber leads this field in all of those expected home runs. If you translate all of his home runs this year or all of his batted balls this year, I should say, to Dodger Stadium, he would clear off this field by a wide margin. He would have around 33 expected home runs at Dodger Stadium. Basically has the perfect swing for this park, the perfect swing to compete in a home run derby. By the way, he basically went to the final and got in a coin flip with Bryce Harper a couple of years back as well, using the same batting practice pitcher he had for that derby too, whose name is Money Mike. So Kyle Schwarber basically has everything going his way in addition to the stack cast metrics. I really like Schwarber outrights, like him for most home runs, like him for longest home run as well. So across the board, I'm finding different ways to play Kyle Schwarber. Maybe get Ronald Acuna Jr. in there for a little value as well. My favorite prop on Schwarber, though, is just for him to reach the finals at plus 135. Plus 130 out there still at DraftKings. Basically, I view Schwarber as a 70% favorite plus for each of the first two rounds. So like I said, made him about a coin flip just to get to the finals. Getting a plus 135 out there on him to reach the finals, I think, is a solid number. And how can you not go with a guy who's batting practice pitcher's name is Money Mike? I mean, all the money's just coming in, man. Uh, by the way, uh, Schwarber plus 350 to hit the longest home run. His total home runs, by the way, is at 38 and a half the over and under both minus 110. Uh, I want to get to the the All Star game tomorrow. We mentioned these these couple days are exhibitions, but there is some value looking into different numbers and ways you can actually profit from this. And I know that you've got a strategy as as opposed to maybe just taking the game outright about what you're going to do on Tuesday night from Dodger Stadium. Yeah, if I can get minus 105 or better on the American League for the first five innings, that's how I'd look to target the game from a pregame perspective. Better starting pitching advantage. If they use their starters early in the game, if both teams use starting pitchers only early in the game, I definitely give the advantage to the American League. But I also think their lineup, their starting lineup, has a big advantage over the National League lineup. I actually think the National League's bench is better than the starting lineup that the National League is putting out. So come that fifth inning, if I'm not able to get that minus 105 pregame, or even if I am, Around the fifth inning, once you start seeing the reserves coming in, guys getting pinch hit after their second time, second plate appearance, I would make the National League's a favorite for the rest of the game. Made them around minus 101 for the full game. American League, I said about minus 115 
for the first five innings. But the National League, I favor very, very slightly for the full game. So maybe we'll get a live price around a pick em price. If I'm able to get the National League even down a run at a decent price, I would absolutely consider jumping in on them live. And I also projected this total around 7.7. So if there's some early scoring here, I'm going to look to take a live under nine if I can get it. Would be fine with a live under seven and a half if I can get plus money too. You look at the past 15 All-Star games since the juice ball came out of play, since the steroid era ended, the average finishing total, the total runs scored for the All-Star game is around 6.8. And if you had set every total at seven and a half, you'd be set 10 and five to the under. I believe the unders are actually 12 and three. Only one of those games has even gone over 10 runs. So close games, competitive games, pitchers getting ideal matchups every inning should be low scoring. Would definitely look to jump in on the National League Live, though, considering the reliever advantage and the backup position player advantage that I see for them. Yeah, Sean, I was looking at the last week the American League's won eight in a row with the pandemic game in there that was canceled. And it, you would think that there would be higher scoring games. They've been much, as you mentioned, much lower scoring, as you mentioned, the 6.8. Uh, so this is definitely going to be, I, I would think, another competitive game. Got about a minute left here, Sean. Futures for the second half. I think you're on a team that I like for sure. Yeah, the Atlanta Braves, I've given them out on VEASAN before, but to win the pennant, to win the World Series, I think both of those numbers still have value right now. Plus 450 to win the pennant, plus 900 to win the World Series. You look at Fangraph's projections, they would have those numbers closer to plus 670 for the World Series and plus 375 for the pennant. I think top to bottom, this team is better than the team that won the World Series last year. I know you trade Olsen for Freeman, but they didn't have Acuna Jr. for that run last year. They don't have Ozzy Albies right now, but he will be back in time for the playoffs. I think Max Fried has taken a step forward this year. Charlie Morton, after a rough start to the year, has rounded into form. And I think the big key is the back end of their rotation. They were trotting out Ian Anderson in a bullpen game with Waskar Noah in games three and four of series last year. Now you're upgrading to Kyle Wright and Spencer Strider. And I think Strider is still maybe a little bit underrated. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year by strikeout minus walk rate, swinging strike rate. So Braves a better team than they were last year. Sean, love it. Great stuff. Appreciate the time. Follow Sean at Sean Zerula on Twitter. Look forward to talking to you again, my man. Thank you for having me. All right. Great stuff from Sean Zerillo. He's all inside those numbers. Good luck to him and all of his tickets. Coming up, uh, Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Talk a little NFC North, NFC East. Stanley Chin for Storm Rodatani on My Guys in the Desert on Visa. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. And a welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Dan Leach here in for Storm Bon and Tony. See, I got it that time. Bon and Tony, Bon and Tony. Uh, here on My Guys in the Desert, it's my pleasure to welcome in my man Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Daily Juice. And we talked about this getting ready for the segment, Sean. You're an Eagles fan. I'm a Lions fan. There will be blood week one at Ford Field. You think the blood on the Lions side. I think it's going to be the other way. Lions have covered six straight home games. Where's the love? 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we came in, and I say we because I am a part of the team. But that you, you know, thank uh, thank you, uh, you guys, the Lions, for helping us straighten out our season last year. Because after we lost to the Raiders, kind of in disarray, and then we went into Detroit with an ultimate uh, get right game and just kind of ran it down the Lions' throat. I think our offensive line is going to push them around. I don't like the fact that it's gotten up to four. I usually like home dogs, especially in week one. But yeah, minus four, you still got to go Eagles there. Yeah, that game sucked last year. Don't remind me about that Eagles game. I can't believe I took the Lions. I was so stupid. But let, let's talk about the NFC North first, John, and then we'll get to the NFC East. And you look at the Packers, you know, the favorite for a reason. Aaron Rodgers is back. They're minus 190 to win the division, plus 450 to win the NFC, 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And their make playoff number is a huge minus 500, plus 350. The Vikings, uh, the second best odds of the division, plus 265, 20 to 1 to, to win the NFC, 45 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Lions, I know they've been a sexy bet. There were some, like myself, that got it over six. Now it's six and a half as far as the win total goes. And, of course, the three win, one tie team last year. But great things in the draft. They're 10 and one to win the division, 61 to win the NFC in the Super Bowl. They're 150 to one, along with the Bears, who are 14 to one to win the division, 65 to one to win the NFC, and the uh, 150 to one to win the Super Bowl. When you look at the NFC North, Sean, I, I mean, yes, the Packers are the favorite for a reason. Like the Vikings yeah. are a big question mark. Like the Bears are going to be bad. The Lions are that team that maybe there is some value. Can they supplant Green Bay and to win the division? Unlikely. But when you're getting 10 to 1 and the Lions are definitely going to be much improved, is there any value, any chance the Lions can make a move in the division? No, no. Uh, not to simply uh, said no. <laughs> not to not to hurt your feelings there, Dan, but uh yeah, I think can Detroit win a couple more games than they did last year? Sure, certainly. But and I do like the roster they're putting around Jared Goff. The problem is they're putting it around Jared Goff. I don't know why the Lions didn't take a shot on Malik Willis. Uh, you know, could have gotten him early in the second round. I would have taken a shot on Malik Willis. You need a game-changing quarterback to really make a run at this division. And right now, you just don't have that quarterback. I would much rather have the Bears to win the division at fourteen to one as a long shot than over the Lions because of Justin Fields. I mean. The, the roster around him isn't as strong, but you know, Justin Fields making a leap from year one as a starter where we saw some flashes to year two, uh, where he could maybe really break out in a big way. I'd rather roll the dice with that than the known commodity of Jared Goff, who just isn't a, a guy that's going to do, he, he doesn't make the players around him better, right? Like he's fine. If you have a great system and you have Sean McVay and all these tools around you, but I don't think he can, you know, take this lion's team and lead him to the division. And then you, you have the Packers regular season. Rogers is what I'm calling him. He's the Chris Paul of the NFL right now. He, you know, back to back 13 and three years, 13 and four, whatever it is. I think he's going to be in a little uh, FU mode, especially early to show people, Hey, I don't need Devonte Adams. I can just, you know, I'll get uh, Robert Tunyon, a bunch of touchdowns. So I do think as, as boring as it is, you're actually getting a decent price here on Packers minus minus one ninety to win the division. And I'm with you on being skeptical of the Vikings. Like I think there's a world where their offense is maybe a little bit better, but Mike Zimmer was a really good defensive coach. And I think losing him really could hurt their pass uh, defense in particular. By the way, I think you just made history. I think you made my argument for me and against me at the same time. It was perfect because you're right. Jared Goff, great talent around him, whether it's Hockenham, T.J. Hockenson, Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the studs from last year, later in the draft. Obviously, DeAndre Swift, you can say healthy, and the offensive line. 
So, but it's Jared Goff. And then you mentioned the Bears. To me, Justin Strawberry Fields, a huge question mark. And I think they do have less talent around him. So you're you're feeling like Justin Fields will take a big step forward this year. Yeah, I I do like what I put it this way. We saw flashes of potential out of um uh, you know fields there. So I, you know, talking me into a long shot bet, him making a, a jump up year two as a starter. That to me is less crazy than Jared Goff all of a sudden making a, a leap up, you know, this right. late in his career. Yeah, listen, Jared Goff and being a Lions fan myself, I know he was only a placeholder. Brad Holmes being able to get you know the trade with with Matt Stafford to get Goff for a couple of years. And you mentioned Malik Willis, the Lions obviously they were on him for a minute and they kind of off him. It's all about who they can get in the, the upcoming draft, CJ Stroud, someone else, uh Richardson maybe from Florida. We'll see who that is. But, you know, but as a Lions fan, are you happy that they're kind of waiting another year to take a shot at quarterback? I didn't love the crop this year. I really didn't. And I know they liked Willis for a minute. And they decided against it. I feel I trust Brad Sherlock Holmes, man. I trust the general manager. I think he's done an incredible job so far, Sean. So if he wants to wait till next year of the draft, when there's a much better crop, at least we think there is, I'm all about it. But I'll tell you, a lot of Lions fans were not happy when Malik Willis was not taken by the Lions or some others as well. So it's it's an interesting situation here in Detroit. But let's see if Dan Campbell's the right guy. I think Brad Holmes definitely could be the right guy at general manager. But speaking of the right guy, is Jalen Hurts the right guy for your Eagles? Listen, the Cowboys are the favorite. I don't know why. How can you ever bet the Cowboys? Obviously, I know you as an Eagles fan would never bet the Cowboys anyway. But the, the Cowboys are the favorites to win the East, plus 135, plus 850 to win the NFC, and 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Eagles, with all the big moves, getting A.J. Brown, obviously the question mark with Jalen Hurts, which we'll get to in a minute, they are plus 165, 11 to 1 to win the NFC. Super Bowl, they're 25 to 1. The Commanders, what a stupid name. They're 5 to 1 to win the division of the Giants. Why would you take them? They're 8 to 1 and 130 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think the value, Sean, and, and I'm giving you some love on this, you got to take the Eagles here. You're not taking the Cowboys. No. And, and, you know, the Cowboys kind of bread and butter was their offensive line. Their offensive line just isn't the same. Meanwhile, the Eagles offensive line, you know, number one ranked in the NFL in a, a number of like metrics. Uh, a lot of people have them super high. And I think you come in with a very strong offensive line and, you know, you can, you can put Jalen hurts in great positions uh, to succeed. Uh, yeah. Well, are there questions about Jalen hurts? Certainly. But when you have an offensive line that can really push people around, give you a nice, uh, you know, nice opportunities in the run game. I mean, we're taking Jalen Rager who had 736 snaps last year and replacing him with uh, AJ Brown. I think that's a sign the team is going to improve. I mean, all he has to do is be better than Jalen Rager, which I think he can do by a wide margin and the passing offense should be better. Now has hurt struggle with his accuracy. Sure. But you know, you bring in a guy like AJ Brown giant target. He makes your job easier. You know, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, did he all of a sudden become a much better quarterback in Tennessee? Oh, so, some of it was scheme. Some of it, he certainly did play better, but having AJ Brown as a guy you can throw the ball to makes you a better quarterback. So I'm, I'm high on what they did on the defensive side of the ball as well. Like, um, you know, Jordan Davis is just a beast of a man there. Uh, so I, I think there really is some good opportunities for improvement and coming back to the Cowboys. They won the division last year. The last time 
someone in the NFC East repeated as a division winner was all the way back in 2003, 2004 with those Andy Reid Philadelphia Eagles. So if you don't think the Cowboys can repeat, I think it does make sense that the Eagles are the one that, you know, step in there and, and get the division win. Although as an Eagles fan, I'm nervous that there are higher expectations than last year. Like this team does right. well when no one believes in them and we can break out the dog masks and, and, you know, Nick Foles goes on an epic run. They struggle when everyone's saying how great they're going to be and, and this and that. So that's my only concern, honestly. Well, Sean, before I let you go, I got about 45 seconds here. Nick Cerrone, I want to ask you about him. I mean, I mentioned Dan Campbell for the Lions, big question mark if he's the right guy. I know that there seems to be a lot of Philadelphia brotherly love about Nick Cerrone. What are your feelings on him? Yeah, well, I certainly wasn't there when he was two and five, and they were calling him <laughs> like high school Harry and ready to run him out of town. You know, you you turn the season around and, and go on a nice little winning streak and, and decide to just pound the rock. I, I think it makes... Uh, you know, he got, he got to the playoffs first year as a head coach. So tough to criticize him there. Uh, it was revealed later that he had at some point in the season turned over the, uh, the play calling uh, duties. So I I'm, I'm high on him. Like he does seem like a leader of men. He does seem to have the locker room right now, but again, this is Philadelphia. The pressure is always on Sirianni. If they start out to a slow start, he's going to be on the hot seat. And certainly Jalen hurts will be as well. John, great stuff as always. We got to figure out some kind of Eagles, Lions, maybe Coney Island, oh. really cheesesteak that week one. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's do it, Dan. All right, great stuff, Sean. Appreciate the time, Sean Green, Sports Gambling Podcast, Daily Juice. Follow him at Sean T Green on Twitter. I cannot wait for Eagles, Lions, week number one. All right, we'll talk some Lions props coming up next. I have those the Detroit CityCast, but today I'm in for my girl Story about a Tony right here on My Guys in the Desert on Visa, the Sports Gambling Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, horses, everything you need to make some cash. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream. Whatever you want it, it costs is only $19. Be a subscriber July 31st. Sign up now at vcent.com slash summer. That's vcent.com slash summer. Daily Chin for the great Stormy Bonatoni here on My Guys in the Desert. Big thanks again to Sean Green. We need the green man go way back, and we're going to have to figure out some kind of epic Detroit-Philly week one wager uh, I know that I, with my compadre from the the Philadelphia City Cast Ryan, uh, we bet Coney dogs and cheesesteaks. So maybe I'll maybe I'll do like Detroit style pizza and a replica of, of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> something cool. I'll figure something out with my man Sean Green. But I can't believe we are getting closer and closer to both college football. I know we're six weeks away now. Uh, you know, locally here in, in, in Michigan, Michigan State and Michigan, the big teams. State plays on a Friday, Michigan on a Saturday. I'll be in the Michigan game six weeks from that. And we're, you know, not too much further away uh, from the NFL. Of course, starts in September, uh, but there is preseason games in August. I can't wait. And since I am host of said award-winning Detroit City cast, please listen. Even if you're not a Detroit fan, you'll still love the hijinks and hilarity of great guests. Let's take a look at some Detroit Lions specials. These are all via DraftKings and Regular season totals, and first, you know, the Lions win totals, I mentioned with Sean, six and a half. It was a, it's been a very, not just, you know, we have a lot of homers here in Detroit uh, where they're going to bet on their teams regardless, and, and that's the way it is in a lot of different cities, but especially here in Detroit when you have one playoff win since 1957, fans think that if they bet on, uh, you know, the Lions, maybe things will change, the forces will change, but it, it was six for a little while, and then now it's mainly six and a half pretty much all over the country, and there's a lot of national play of people that I've had on my show and different guests I've had uh, when I filled in here on VEASAN that like the Lions over that six and a half. So I, I liked it over six. I still like it over six and a half. And maybe at, at some point towards the, uh, you know, the start of training camp and then the, the preseason, maybe you'll see it go down a little bit to maybe six and a half over even money. Uh, I don't think it's going to get to seven. Uh, but the Lions, you know, they were 314 and one team last, or 313, excuse me, and one team last year. They added a ton through the draft with hopefully being healthy early on with Jameson Williams, you know, bringing in Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive side. Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the steals of the draft last year. Uh, you know, having DeAndre Swift hopefully healthy, Jamal Williams, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Hockenham, and a great offensive line led by Panay Sewell, Decker, and some others. It's going to be, I think, a, a very fun time in Detroit this year as far as improving. They're not going to be a playoff team, in my opinion. Could they be? Sure. You see a third of the NFL teams year in, year out, you know, that were not a playoff team the year before become a playoff team the following year. So for me, you know, the Lions will have an outside chance at that, but I love the the over six and a half. And let's take a look at some of the props here. And we'll start with receiving props. Any Lions player to have over 1,249 and a half receiving yards is three to one. Listen, last year, the highest receiving total was Amon Ross St. Brown at 912 yards. Now, we know Hawkinson, you know, didn't play in four or five games. He only played 12 games, had 583 receiving yards. Khalif Raymond, 576. Could Jamison Williams, you know, if he's healthy the whole season, be a breakout star there? Possibly. But there's, to me, that should be closer to 7-1, to one, uh, maybe even higher than that. 
Uh, so it's a stay away from me with uh, any Lions receiver to be over 1,249 and a half receiving yards at three to one. But how about this? Amon Ross, St. Brown, and TJ Hawkinson to combine for over 1,500 and 49 and a half receiving yards. That is plus 330. And as I mentioned, you look at TJ Hawkinson, who only played in 12 games, had almost 600 receiving yards. Let's say he plays a full schedule, you know, doesn't get hurt. He could definitely be over 1,000 yards. And then you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who had almost 1,000 yards in 17 games and wasn't used as much early on in the year. I, I think that, to me, this is definitely a buy. And the 330, the plus 330, seems about right to me. So I do like Amon Ross St. Brown and Hawkinson combined for over 1,549.5 yards. I think you can get both those guys around eight or 900 each, and then you're definitely well over that total. So to me, that's a buy. I'm definitely selling any Lions player to be over 1,249.5 receiving yards. And like Sean and me talked about in the last segment, don't forget, all due respect, it is Jared Goff who went to the Super Bowl, one of the youngest quarterbacks ever to go to the Super Bowl a few years back with the Rams, but it's Jared Goff. The thing is, though, his metrics and his numbers and his QBR were much better in the second half of the season. He's got a better offensive line now. He's got more offensive weapons. Maybe Jared Goff does have kind of a really nice year, uh, kind of spinning the ball around, but I do like the Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Hawkinson to combine for over 1,549 and a half receiving yards, plus 330. Rushing yards, any Lions player to have over 999 and a half rushing yards. Why not just 1,000? 999 and a half rushing yards is plus 160. And listen, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be uh, DeAndre Swift. I love Joel Williams, but they're not going to use him as much. And they both had around 600 yards last year. Swift had 617 yards in 13 games. Jamal Williams had 601 yards in 13 games. I think that it's better, you know, could Swift be that guy that goes over 1,000 yards? Sure, but he's more important to be both a rusher and a receiver because Swift also almost had 500 yards receiving and two touchdowns uh, in 13 games. So to me, to look at this prop and say, any Lions player to have over 1,000 rushing yards? I'm going to say no, and I don't like the plus 160 should be probably closer to maybe two and a half to one uh, with what the two-headed monster is with Williams and DeAndre Swift. Uh, looking at this one, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams to combine for over 1,749 and a half rushing yards at plus 125. This definitely is possible. Last year, Swift in 13 games, 617. Williams in 13 games, 601. That's over 1,200 right there, and they missed four, you know, eight total games together for each. And to me, they could both get to around 900 or so yards. Uh, the thing is, with Swift, he is so important in the passing game that I think that his, you know, maybe he's got 900 receiving yards or rushing yards and four or 500, uh, you know, receiving yards, and isn't able to get enough to be combined with Jamal Williams to go over 1749. So it's a stay away from me. But that number, the the, the plus 125 is not terrible, but it, to me, it should be a little higher. Uh, I just feel like that's not worth the risk there to have them both go over 1,749 receiving yards. But they did miss eight combined games. And definitely, if you kind of show the pace, they would probably both be around 900 or so yards. And that definitely would go over that total. This one, though, I do like. DeAndre Swift to have over 149.5 rushing yards in at least two games. Eight to one. Now, last year, only played 13 games again. He did have two games in the 130s. He did it back-to-back. -back, and... He's going to be fully healthy this year and play a 17-game schedule. I think with that offensive line, there can be a couple situations, maybe two or three, that Swift can go off, have a 170-yard day, and dare I say have a 200-yard day. So this isn't like a 
you know, you're you're laying minus 115 and you're feeling good about it, it having a good chance of happening. This is kind of taking a little bit of a flyer, but to me, eight to one is tremendous value there. And as you know, you look at as I mentioned the back-to-back uh 130-yard games last year. And I think there's a chance that Swift could definitely have two real big games, maybe three. He did it against Cleveland, by the way, pretty good defense. And Pittsburgh in that crazy overtime tie game, he had a buck 36 against Pittsburgh, or excuse me, Cleveland, and a buck 30 against Pittsburgh. So I think that's actually worth a, a flyer on. And I'm going to take the eight to one uh, with DeAndre Swift having over uh, or having two or more 149 and a half rushing games. Now, passing, Jared Goff, big question mark for my man, Jared Goff. Over 3,990, uh, 3,999 and a half passing yards. Last year in 14 games, Goff had 3,245 and also over 240 or uh, 24 and a half passing touchdowns. So you got to get both over basically 4,000 passing yards and 25 touchdowns. And last year he had 3,245 in uh, 14 games and, you know, 19 touchdowns. That number is right there. I don't think Jared, Jared Goff's going to be a 4,000-yard passer. The value is okay at 3-1. to one. I think you definitely get over the 24-and-a-half touchdowns with all the different weapons he has, but I'm definitely not going to sign up for over 3,990-and-a-half passing yards. That's kind of a little crazy to me. Also, Goff over 349-and-a-half passing yards in at least three games. He had one game last year uh, with 338 yards. That's plus 240. It's a stay away from me as well. But I like this one. Jared Goff, over 23 and a half passing touchdowns, and DeAndre Swift over six and a half rushing touchdowns last year. As I mentioned, Goff in just 13, 14 games, uh, you know, had 19 touchdowns. Swift had 7 TDs last year in 13 games, including two receiving touchdowns, but did have seven rushing touchdowns. So I do like the Goff over to Swift over passing TDs and rushing TDs at plus 250. And also tonight. I've got Rodriguez on the one half of the bracket getting to the finals. Soto on the other side, and Soto around five and a half to one, winning the home run derby. So good luck to all of you out there on that. Enjoy the blast from Dodger Stadium. That's going to do it for us here today on My Guys in the Desert. It's been a pleasure filling in for my girl, Story Bond and Tony. Until next time, you've been watching My Guys in the Desert. I'm Dan Leach. This is Decent, the Sport Betting At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.